Welcome to the Beyond the Vines podcast, where I interview local business owners in Sonoma County to highlight small business and grow our community. I'm your host, Amy Ehlers, a mom, realtor, and Sonoma County native, and I'm excited to connect you to some amazing people in this beautiful area that we call home. Welcome back to the Beyond the Vines podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. As I mentioned last week, I do have a weekly real estate newsletter that has um, local events in it, as well as market updates, real estate updates, and a lot of great tips. Um, I've been getting some great feedback on my newsletter. So if you'd be interested in joining the mailing list, please just send me a DM and I'll make sure that I start getting that sent out to you today. Um, But welcome back. And I'm very, very excited. Even though I'm doing 75 hard, I am very excited to have Gianna Fugazi here. She is a passionate winemaker and adventurer. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about her before we dive into the interview. At just 18, Gianna began her journey as a chocolate consultant, discovering the art of pairing wines and chocolates, two of my favorite things. Her curiosity led her to Sonoma State, where she pursued dual degrees in winemaking and archaeology, even studying ancient alcohol excavation in Italy, which I need to know more about. That sounds incredible. (laughs) Um, Facing a choice between a PhD in archaeology and a winemaking career, Gianna chose the latter. Her first harvest in 2012 was known for its challenges, cemented her love for winemaking's pace and experimentation. In 2015, she founded Wandermust, a winery dedicated to crafting unique wines and experiences. Gianna's wines reflect her deep curiosity, featuring rare grapes from around the world with minimal intervention. Beyond a tasting room, Wandermust hopes wine and food pairings, bringing wanderers together to explore wine's history. Gianna's goal is to continuously provide new wine experiences to consumers. Join us as we delve into Gianna's adventurous winemaking journey on today's podcast. So welcome, Gianna. I am so glad to have you here. Thank you so much much. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Fugazi, that's right. Okay, well, I'm Italian too, so that's why I felt like I was probably getting it right. Yeah, no, you got it. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, welcome. I am so excited to have you here today. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind starting Wandermust Wines and what makes it so unique in the wine industry? Okay, so I originally started my first internship and winemaking career at Flowers Winery. Awesome. And I did a lot of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, which I am now returning back to making. Wow. And Wandermust really started because I wanted to try different grapes that I hadn't had my hands on before and also different winemaking techniques. So um, as you know, Flowers, the brand, is mm-hmm. very hands-off. And so when I started doing trials for them as mm-hmm. their assistant winemaker, I started thinking about how I'd like to make small batch wines and try new things, whether it be the oak or the, the like the grape sourcing, like Verdello is mm-hmm. one of the first grapes I worked with. Wow. And that's a very interesting white grape mm-hmm. that I ended up making for Maker, the canned wine company. Mm-hmm. That's and right. Yeah. And they, I mean, they did pretty well. Um, I think with their Sunset, they they put it through Sunset Magazine and mm-hmm. it got 96 points, if I recall. That's incredible. Which is crazy for a canned wine. And know? amazing for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. But yeah. it's fun. Um, I kind of like... For me, I love being in like an established wine space, mm-hmm. but I also love experimenting, and that's what Wandermust is for me. It's about education mm-hmm. and experimenting, and then I work with like small groups of people that I talk about wine and and I can tell them why I did this little thing, you know? So. so I can feel like the passion when you're talking about this. <laughs> yeah. And also I'm just thinking to myself, like you have an incredible career. <laughs> like that is so fun. <laughs> For me, winemaking is cooking. Yes. And so I always go back to the idea of like, oh, I'd love to have like a wine food bar or some sort oh, of like amazing. even a food truck, 
And like, I'll come up with all these weird food ideas. Yeah. And then I'm like, but food restaurant is like constant yes. harvest. Yes. And at least with wine, we're like, have one vintage right. specific time period right so yeah. I feel for all the restaurant people oh, I can't even imagine yes. like such a yeah such a challenge <laughs> although I do love your food truck idea and I'm trying to figure out how we can make this well, work for you yeah. because I would like to eat at your food truck yes <laughs> be wander must so <laughs> must is also the mm-hmm. fermentation oh so um, the grape must mm-hmm. and tank and then recently I found out because I wandered into the cider making world which you that right today, here which I'm um, it's also the the apple must or the apple oh, juice they call that must. yeah so I never I, knew that term yeah great I, I found out when I decided to experiment with cider and I was like oh I guess I named my brand right. specifically to go in this direction <laughs> that's so cool by chance yeah so, that yeah. is amazing <laughs> um what values and principles like really truly guide your winemaking process and how does that translate into the wine we've talked about that a little bit but I'd love to hear more yeah there's you know wine is an interesting space Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people think it's very romantic and that's how we like to portray it but then (laughs) also when you go into like I worked in the supplier side Mm -hmm. where I was working with big clients and they would need to buy product Mm -hmm. for their wine and there's an interesting perception with wine and the decisions that people make are very driven by like their ethos as a winemaker. So right. they're either um, going to be really vineyard focused and picking the grapes mm-hmm. at the right time because they have that control and that's mm-hmm. how they want to build their wine program. Or they're going to be very like formula focused and they right. want the wine to taste the same every year. Um, Interesting. So if the wine tastes the same every year, it's highly possible that the wine's manipulated by mm. a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And we love sugar. We love oak, right. right? I don't know if you've noticed a lot of wines, especially in the red wine world, mm-hmm. are a little bit more oaky than I would say they right. were a couple years ago. Yeah, I think you're right. And mm-hmm. that's just to tell you like products mm-hmm. that are available for winemakers are allowing them to easily adjust. Interesting. So yeah. I kind of seen the dark side yeah. and the bright side. Yeah. And I personally, I will try a trial, Mm -hmm. but for me, the vineyard is always first. Picking the grapes at the right time is always first. So I don't tend to add a lot of things to my wine. Interesting. So I will try different types of oak, like American oak Mm -hmm. uh, or French oak or Hungarian. Right. But I'm I'm going to experiment either with a a native yeast strain or I'm going to use a yeast strain that was isolated Mm. from a specific area. So I, I wow. like, kind of like to, depending on the vintage, um, since I have single vineyard wines yeah. and one lot wines, I don't really have the option to blend it out with other right. things. So it, yeah, I don't tend to add things, but it is interesting when you talk about wine because yeah. a lot of people don't talk about those things. No, and it, and yeah. I did recently think about you know, what it is that we're drinking as mm-hmm. well. It did because I am very careful like about my food, but mm-hmm. I'm not as particular about like wine. Yes. Uh, what is added to, to it? What is yeah. in here? You know, no, yeah. and I definitely it's popped in my head recently. So it's interesting to hear you say yeah. that. The yeah. European market for wine uh, this year now, they're requiring a QR c- label mm-hmm. on the on their label. Oh, wow. And any wines made in Europe or um, sent to Europe, like from yeah. an American producer, We'll have to have an ingredient and nutrition panel. Interesting, because so that's not currently that's on not there. That's not here. Yes. Yes. And so that's going to be interesting for our market. Really Because 
Um, I don't know if people would want to know if a wine has like 25 things in it. I would now because I had had this thought before our conversation, but very recently I would now, but maybe like a few months ago I would be like, it's probably better. I don't know. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's like those odd facts you read as a child where it's like a chocolate bar can have a certain amount of spiders. Do you remember those like scare tactics? Yes. I totally remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's what I should tell myself during 75 hard is like there could be spiders in this wine. I don't need it. (laughs) Well, there is no such thing as a vegan wine. We don't wash grapes. Interesting. Very good point. There is definitely something. I wouldn't consider wine (laughs) vegan at all. That is so true. Yeah, drink water. Drink water. (laughs) Drink water. Um, So your website mentions that Wandermust wines are adventurous wines for adventurous spirits. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on what this means and how it's reflected? And and again, I think it kind of builds back to what we were just talking about. I started, um, I I don't have a tasting room, Mm -hmm. and I'll probably launch again some sort of Airbnb type experience. And that's where I started. I was doing wine and food pairings. Oh, I love that. And doing, that's how I was like communicating with people. And now I currently work with Backroads. So I do about 50 tastings for them a year. And it's great because each tasting is about 15 to 25 different people. That's amazing. And so I'm just feel like I'm like spreading the word of of like wine education. Yes. So for me, um, I've really kind of just navigated through this like really one-on-one experience. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for me to focus on the bigger picture and uh, it's tasting room or Mm -hmm. it's a very, you know, curated wine club where I was thinking about adding different wines of my friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of great idea having like a fun approach. This is probably why I haven't started a wine club, honestly, is because I I get bored Mm -hmm. drinking the same wine over and over again. And if if like I like I love craft beer, right? Mm -hmm. And I love craft cider and mainly because they're always offering you something different or a little tweak this or that. Mm -hmm. And so like, I want to do that with wine as well. That's amazing. I love that. What a unique like take on all of this. It's really, it's it's great. Because I'm a wanderer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Which I love. Yeah. Um, How do you source your grapes and what role? I know location is really important to you. Yes. What role does that play in your, the flavor profile of your wine? So, um, like from my experience with flowers, mm-hmm. picking is the most important thing okay. first, right? And then the soil or where the grapes grow, like is do are they the right varietal for that area? Mm-hmm. Like my uh, Verdello and Suzao, I worked with our Portuguese varietals mm-hmm. and I got them from a really nice little tiny producer in Lodi who only wow. has like 12 acres total of wow. his vineyard. And yeah. like that's mixed plantings, mm-hmm. not just that. Um, so they have the warmer nights mm-hmm. and that's like yep. what you need. But like for Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, I have a Green Valley sourcing and a Casadero one. Mm-hmm. And the Casadero sourcing is Bohan Vineyard. And okay. I've been on a wait list. Like I was on a wait list for about five wow. years before I could get the fruit. Wow. And I've been working with the fruit for about two years now. And I share the vineyard with that some friends. So cool. And like George and Nikki Bohan are uh-huh. really cool people. Yeah. And so like I like to have relationships with my growers. Yes. My dad's a farmer. He grows oh, cherries. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. So I I respect farming because it is a full-time job yes. and it is a gamble. Yes. And at least at the end of the day, I can still make alcohol from yep. the grapes. Exactly. No matter what, how the farming, <laughs> yes. like, yes, like we want an ideal harvest. Right. But like my stress of making alcohol mm-hmm. isn't as stressful I think as farming the whole year yes I would agree that's so true yeah so that's a hard a really hard field yes 
literally. Yes, hard field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that is really interesting. Um, so where, so you get your grapes from different locations. Where mm-hmm. are you producing this wine? In Sebastopol. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So, so you have like a like a production facility it's or you a, rent one? Uh, or? It's a custom crush. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of like a co-op space, which cool. is pretty popular now for yeah. a lot of brands to be in that type of space. Yeah. Which is also why some winemaking decisions are driven by where you're making wine, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you have to read the room, right? You yeah. want to make sure your custom crush space is a very clean facility. For sure. And, you know, you're, it's like a kitchen, right? Yeah. yeah so you, everything is the same, like, um, I don't know how cleaning yes. that you'd want yes. for a kitchen. So. That makes sense. Yeah. I would assume too, that's probably more economical to mm-hmm. have that kind of co-work space rather yes. than having. Yeah. You know, having your, your own, own wine space, mm-hmm. um, you know, you need to have a mm-hmm. seller team and. Totally. All the management when it comes around to like bottling mm-hmm. and just getting like certain equipment. Right. Like, so it's, yeah, having your own winery is definitely a whole nother ball game. Different ball game. Yes. Do they still have like the mobile production facilities? I remember a long uh, time Like ago. mobile bottling yeah. wines. Mo- oh, so that's yes. what it is. More of like a bottling. Yeah. So, so most, do you use that at all? Um, Alridge has a, a bottling line there. Oh, yeah. very cool. Yeah. So that's what's kind of nice about that facility. Um, bottling is, you know. I actually really love bottling. A lot of people hate bottling because it's just tedious tedious, <laughs> and like everything, something always goes wrong, mm-hmm. like whether it be the label not going on right, right or the glass and everyone likes to blame the other person. Right. But right. I, I like bottling because it's like the last time you touch the wine, like oh, from a, a from a look at that. way where like you actually have contact with yeah. it. And then after that, it's sealed up and you're just pouring it. So that is like a really special way yeah. to look at that. And <laughs> it's so funny to think about. You know, for me and and I'm sure for most of my listeners, like we don't think about all the behind the scenes and all that goes into Mm -hmm. it, like the heart that goes into it, but also like all the hands, all the people, all the the trial and error, Mm -hmm. like the different systems. Like it's pretty amazing to me. So a lot of trial and error. I really wanted to make white port this year and I wanted to make white port last year. Yes. And last year uh, the power went out. So the fermentation kept going. So I couldn't fortify (sighs) it at the right time. And then this year, I fermented the white grapes too cold. Oh I didn't want to fortify yes. it. Cause, so it's like, it's going to be hopefully next harvest. So I figure. 2024 harvest, yes. there might be a white port. I hope so. <laughs> I feel like. Fingers crossed for you yeah. I've never had a white port. Oh, uh, white port's really interesting. That is so it's cool. It's really good with tonic and a little yeah. mint in it. Oh, yeah. That sounds amazing. It's amazing. It's it's kind of like, it's a great little, it's like if you like vermouth soda type stuff. Right. Like it's right. just like a nice little low, kind of lower alcohol drink. Wow. So. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Um, so what are some of the key challenges you face in the wine industry mm-hmm. and also as a female winemaker? I just mm-hmm. like to touch on that. Yeah, it's an interesting um, question. I feel like there's definitely a lot more women mm-hmm. out there great. in our winemaking great. field, which is great. Um, I grew up with two brothers. So when someone asks me about winemaking and being a girl, like right. I get super competitive. Like, <laughs> of course I can make wine like Duh. a guy, you know, like, or he can make wine like a girl. There right? you go. I so, like that. Like I, yep. I definitely have that like a little internal struggle sometimes yes. because, um, I don't really know what makes me a good yeah. winemaker mm-hmm. other than like, like tasting things, yep. smelling, kind of having that like multitasking mm-hmm. approach to wine. Probably attention yes. to detail too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like just being able to operate under chaos, yep. which I'm a mom. So I think yes. once you have kids and yes. you can, you know, that's a great skill to have. You can really take yes. on the world at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, I appreciate the women who have supported mm-hmm. me Great. throughout this growing process. Yeah. Um, like I'm at Flowers mm-hmm. again right now, just helping them out because Chantal, who's the mm-hmm. winemaker there, is like one of my mentors. That's and amazing. like whenever I can pay it back, yeah. like like I feel like everyone can help everyone. Right. And there are definitely a lot of women who've supported me to get here. So. That's incredible. Yeah. I love hearing all that. That's amazing. Um, do you have like any memorable stories or experiences mm-hmm. you'd like to share with us? And just in general? Let's say um, – <laughs> In general, and but with that have wine? Made, that, like kind of mm-hmm. stand out to you and, or have it had an impact on you or your business? Yeah, I'd, I'd say, um, you know, there was, an, for me, I really enjoy the cork industry. I was thinking about that when you were saying bottling. I was like, yes. there's like a whole other aspect of this yeah. so that you enjoy the cork part. Yeah, I, I, f- I like asking questions and finding out like, you know, how things are made. Mm-hmm. Like I worked for a, a glass manufacturer for a little bit. Interesting. And then I worked for a company that sold like corks or mm-hmm. screw caps. And so I really fell in love with the cork industry because wow. I was sent there by a company. Yeah. As a like trying to like they send the winemaker, you know, and to see their their facilities. Right. And I uh, had this crazy thing happen. <laughs> like it's it's like almost unbelievable. Um, it was either my first I think it was my first harvest at Flowers in 12. It was like we were just working so crazy. 2012 right. was like, like crazy harvest. <laughs> And I went down to the beach and like to just to like have yeah. my like release. It was in Casadero, so mm-hmm. we're right there at Jenner. Right. And I look in the driftwood, and there's a cork just oh, on the wow. beach. And so I was like, just I picked it up, put it in my pocket. Yeah. I was like, that's random. Right? Yeah. And then I like two years later, I realized it was from Ma Silva, which is a cork company, because it had its logo on it. Oh. So I sent a picture to the my rep, right, who sold yeah. us corks. And then I don't hear from her. I was like, okay, wonder, I guess she didn't like my picture of the cork on the ocean. Like, I don't right. know. And then I go to Portugal, like about, I'd say three years after that. And I mentioned to Emma Silva, the facility there, like, oh yeah, I randomly took a picture of your guy's cork I found on the, the beach. Yeah. And he's like, that's you? What? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, we use that picture for all of our marketing in oh Europe. We're gosh. wondering who the person was that took a picture of this cork on the beach. Are you kidding? That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So I was like. What a full circle was, moment. Yeah. And then I felt like, oh, I always have been attracted to cork because it's like a 200 to 300 year old forest. Right. The cork trees regenerate the cork. It really is the most green product like really green yeah right like I know people talk about like oh I have a lighter bottle or yeah I used less packaging right Right. but like the more we support like the cork industry I think as a industry in general like we're going to be doing a lot better for for our world so that is really yeah so interesting to think about and that kind of brings me to like what's better screw top or cork but I guess I know the answer Honestly, I can yeah. say it, and I mean, I don't sell them anymore, so I don't right. sell screw gaps right. anymore. So <laughs> there you go. No, um, yeah, it's an in- you know, a lot of people focus on like what's green or not in the wine industry, right. and it's it's usually used to like get a consumer to buy something. Honestly, yes, yes, for um, sure. But we have you know now we're required to have CRV like mm-hmm. bottle deposits yep. on our labels this year. Great. So like I ask the question not only as a consumer but right. as a producer. Like, how is our recycling set up, right, really to function? Right. So in reality, like, you should be removing the foil. Oh, my gosh. Really? You should be taking the cork out. I mean, of course. I didn't really think about all that. Yeah. 
Uh, for what about the label? Is the label okay still on? So you should be washing it off. This is the question that I don't have the answer to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like if you look at a recycling bin, right. like go look, it's all, the wine bottles are all clear, no label, no screw cap on them. They have a screw cap bottle with just the threading, right. but there's no label or anything on it. So huh. the question really is, I ask is, is it going to a landfill because that's what I, it has that's, attachments on it? I love like your perspective on everything because these are all the things that I don't think about. <laughs> I put my bottle in the recycling yeah, bin. Like, I overthink it. So. No, but it's so true. It's yeah. really interesting. That's a very good point. I have very, a really very good fun client who mm-hmm. we started a wine. Well, I researched and tried, like made the wine for her. Mm-hmm. She had the idea to make a spicy rosé. I tried your spicy yes. rosé. Yes. Yeah. yes. And so. she wanted to do a screw cap. Yes. And I said, okay, go ahead and like call right. all the facilities, see Right. If they recycle them, and she like she couldn't find a solid answer, so I was able to push her to cork. Perfect. So. Yes, that was a good spicy rose, good. by the way. <laughs> it's, it's definitely fun. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's so yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, have you like has anyone ever made a spicy rose? Um, Stella Rosa's doing oh, spicy really? wine now, but it's not as it's not really spicy to my okay. knowledge. Got it. Um, okay. We actually ferment peppers and put that pepper wine into the oh, rose. So cool. So yeah. it's not like a there's no weird like extract or flavor that's like artificial in it right yeah um I wanted to see like your label the first time I met you I noticed your label Mm -hmm. like instantly and then I kept hearing other people at the event we were at like asking you about the label Uh can you tell us about the label who designed it what inspired it all of that so my Kurt who's a label designer he and I came up with this concept um we had a lot of different ideas going around but for me uh, it was the X and going in different directions. I love that. Um, I wanted it to be a little bit more geometric mm-hmm. and not so feminine because yep. wander must, you know, obviously makes you think of like wanderlust. Right. Which exactly. I, I actually have a very, I do not like that word, wanderlust. funny? And then, yeah, because yeah, like, it does make me it's I tried, like a play on it. Yeah, yeah, I tried to figure out like what to call it. I was like, wander must will be the company name. Right. I was like, I'm not going to come out with Gianna Fagazzi as my first right, wine brand. Right. Like, I'm so cool. I'm not like, you know, like, I can't just come it's, out I'm with drinking that. a Gianna Fagazzi. Gianna Fagazzi. Um, so I tried really hard, and I just couldn't get it out of my head. Yeah. And so the X was kind of my way of showing different directions. Right. And then I thought about um, the placement of the label. It's really important. Yes. Um, and majority of wine brands that are Higher, this, yeah, right? they're here in the center. Interesting. So it's just one label. Wow. And yeah, I just, I kind of thought if you're, you had your bottle on a shelf, your eye goes down. That's right? a great idea. So yeah. I was trying to like pull the eye. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love that. Well, it's beautiful. Thank really you. Really beautiful. Um, can you tell us about any exciting developments or future plans you have? Yes. Um, so I, I trialed making a cider wine this year. I would love it. I was <laughs> going to say, I want to I wanna find out more yeah. about what you brought today, yeah. too. So. Do you want to pour that? Sure. I, so just for any listeners that don't know, I started 75 hard two days ago because I'm crazy. So I will be smelling this, and then I will be meeting up with you in 73 days, <laughs> and we can have a drink. Does that sound good? I'll be back. I'll just Perfect. be here with Perfect. the bottle. I would be happy to yeah. have you back with the bottle. <laughs> ready to go yes. perfect so I'm gonna smell it and then I gotta find someone else in the office to drink it yeah so oh my gosh yeah you're this making is, this hard Gianna uh, it's wow it's my first time making cider um my dad asked me to make him Cabernet this year which is newer wow. for me yeah so we fermented like one ton of Cabernet in an old redwood tank that he brought me to the cellar like that's just, amazing yes my dad 
called winemaking fancy farming <laughs> didn't want to be in it at all right. and then somehow I'm doing this project you've this like harvest. probably intrigued him so <laughs> yes. much yeah like it took only you know a while but it's yeah. okay uh, so after making the Cabernet wine right. in the Redwood tank I pressed the grapes and so I had dried skins okay and I fermented the apple juice on those dried skins. Wow. And then once that was done as a wine, I blended uh, orange wine from oh Chardonnay, gosh. which is just skin contact fermented yeah. Chardonnay. And I blended a stainless steel Chardonnay, which is just pressed juice and then fermented off the skins. That's so it's, amazing. It's actually a cider wine. Um, I just, I don't know. I just had this idea and I was really happy with how it turned out. That now, is so cool. Now it's going to get bottled. I'll probably put it in like a sparkling bottle. Yes. And I'll probably put a little bit more lees, which is like the yeast. Oh, okay. And just because I kind of like a little bit more texture yeah. for sparkling wine. Mm-hmm, for sure. And so it'll be interesting to see how that also ages in bottle. Oh, so. my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. I definitely want a bottle of that <laughs> yeah. when it's ready. <laughs> it smells incredible, by the way. Yeah. The fun part about when it was fermenting just on the Cabernet. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of like Campari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, wow, if you can get these like bitter kind of elements from just grape skins and apple juice, it's like, what what can I do next year? And the kind of the curious thing, I think I might be becoming a cider winemaker, which is like kind of scary to say. Because you can ferment year round, basically. Oh, interesting. They'll be pressing apples constantly. Yes or storing juice and so it's like oh no like now I can just do all the things the creativity (laughs) and like the science behind all of this is amazing to me and like I can just see your eyes lighting up talking about this like it's so exciting what what else did you bring um I brought uh this Chardonnay okay which is from Green Valley and Mm. it's the first time I've done it native fermentation okay so Usually I'll add like a yeast strain, Okay. Um, but the fruit was really nice this year and I picked it quite early. I didn't feel like I had any sort of microbial or right. bacteria type pressure. Okay. I just let it ferment na- native and it went very slow, but wow. it finally got through and it's been, I don't know. I like being able to return to native yeah. ferments. It's just, I like to know if the vineyard is something that I want to like do that with. Mm-hmm. So it takes some time to get to that point. Right. So like how much time? Um, so I've done this two vintages mm-hmm. prior and I just learn about the vineyard and then like I'll make smaller amounts mm-hmm. of it. And then once I feel comfortable to do the wine style that right. I want, that's when I'll like I'll, I'll try native, which like the 16 Merlot is the native mm-hmm. as well. And what? the 15 was... I think was, I've had your 16. Yes. Merlot. I might have had both. I think... I don't know if I brought... Both. I think I only... Did I have the 16? I, I brought both of them. I feel like yeah. I tasted two of your Merlots. Yes. Both were delicious. So the yeah. 16 is native and like more in the style of like what I'd like a vineyard wine to be. Yep. But when I worked with it in 15, mm-hmm. I was worried about like not knowing how the fruit expression would be. Right. And so you, you never... Like you have to like kind of trial and error. Yeah. So... Especially because yeah. it's only one vineyard and one single bottling. For sure. Like For you sure. can't blend you it out. Wanna, yeah. yeah. Don't want to mess that up. <laughs> nope. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> just, just it's all happening yeah. at once. Yeah. What other, you have one other bottle oh, too. Oh, this is my Pinot Noir. Um, this is the I 20. Think I tried that too. Yeah. I think I've tried a, like yeah, a lot I think, of these. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Which is why I'm on yes. 75 hard. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, this is, you know, it's, it's good to, to be uh, informed For of sure. all the wines. Right. You got to try them yes. all. <laughs> uh, so this is a 21 Pinot and that is actually, it's unlabeled right now because I am coming out with like these wines mm-hmm. and they're more single vineyard focused right? and more like kind of special wines that I think, you know, I want to offer and mm-hmm. launch this wine club now. Right. And so the X here, I'm thinking about, um, making like a drop ripple effect. Oh, wow. For a single vineyard yeah. Wines. How cool. So if it's like a blend of yeah. multiple vineyards, they'll probably keep just this main foil X. Right. But if it's a site specific single vineyard, yeah. I'm going to do the ripple effect. I love that. So that is going to look yeah. really cool. No, I love it. My mom called me last night because I had put it on Instagram and she's like, oh, just so you know, yeah. that's a spiral, not a ripple. And I was like, oh my God, mom, this is why <laughs> I have you. I'm here thinking I did a ripple. Totally. Like, I had just looked at the old yeah. branding that we did in like 17 or 16 right. when we first started like wow. branding ideas. Yeah. And well, I was that's like, so sweet. You always need your mom. I'll do. You always yes. need your mom. She's like, I didn't want to post it on Instagram. Oh, sweet. Comments. But she's like, I'm going to call you. Yes. And tell you it's actually a spiral. Yes. That's I was so like, sweet. I think I would have noticed that once we went to the final design. True. But True. it was like, thank you, mom. Got that is box, so my back. cute. That's <laughs> yeah. so cute. Um, coming off of wine a little bit, this is the... which, oh, yeah. And I'd love to smell that, too. I can just smell yours, too, if you don't oh, want to no waste it. Oh, it's fine. Perfect. I have okay. a whole tank of it. Oh, my God. So this is Chardonnay that's oh, still, um, it's in tank. Wow. It's going to smell a little bit more fruity yes. and kind of, um, I don't know, I'd like to say aromatically like brighter. Right. And then as it gets more close to bottling time, which probably will bottle this more close in the summer or May. So That's like the perfect summer wine, yes. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's a good thing winemakers are used to drinking by themselves. So (laughs) I feel like the worst drinking buddy ever right now. We're gonna have to definitely do a redo in seventy-three days. (laughs) No, it's it's funny when you think about winemaking, like you'll start tasting wine sometimes, like blends if you're working on them at like eight in the morning. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, yeah, I'm drinking wine at eight AM and also like you were telling me you had done something like similar where you didn't drink oh. for six weeks. And I can't imagine in this industry, yes. like I'm having a hard time today. Like I'm interviewing you and I'm like, oh, this all looks yeah. so delicious. So so tell me, how did that go? It was, you know, um, it was interesting because I had never really thought about stopping mm-hmm. for like, sure. drinking alcohol. Like right. just like in general, like, mm-hmm. you know, like when did I last challenge myself with something like right. that? And right. so I did it because I was like, if I, I have to be able to do this, yes. right? Like, yeah. come on. It's like, a mental challenge. It's not like forever. Yes. Yeah. And um, so I did it at Vertex in okay. Santa Rosa. Right. Yeah. Gordon's the owner, personal trainer, and he does like this whole like um, food guide. Amazing. Like, um, I think it's about two days or, you know, you can go to the gym as much as you want, but yeah. like two days for mm-hmm. sure, like training and then yeah. an at-home app cool and you even had to send like your food pictures that's so cool yeah to him or in the app uh to the in the app that's very cool yeah very and so cool. we'd all give like food ideas yeah. you know that's so yeah. fun i definitely got creative with the the food like yeah. he was like you should write a menu for us because i i was <gasps> like this is another challenge like, right? yes i will totally write a menu. yeah i was like yeah, trying I need to, to meet him by the way no he's great him on. Yeah. yeah you have to bring him on yes yeah i've never gone to a gym really mm-hmm. i never was like i want to go work out right. right 
my work was my workout right. like in harvest oh it it literally and is a workout since i don't <laughs> for work yeah. full, full time yeah. anymore for right. a winery right i was like oh i need something that you know is Physical. challenging mm-hmm. and so i did it and i was like i actually really enjoyed it Very so cool. it wasn't as i imagined you know like just people mm-hmm. pumping iron and you're just like right in the corner right <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing yes <laughs> no very true in fact it was interesting because he would watch everyone Mm -hmm. and how they worked out and he would give them specific things to do yeah because of just how your body moves or how you like lift things so so beneficial to have that yeah no i I feel like i would hurt myself if i went to a gym by myself probably why i don't go (laughs) i'll just walk outside right exactly there you go well that's exercise too that's (laughs) part of the 75 hard is like the what two 45 minute workouts and one of mine is definitely a walk walking is yes it's safe yes Yes. it's safe yes um so so probably like everybody's every listener's favorite question but every uh interviewee's least favorite what are three fun facts about you personally three fun facts um i i love to talk about food and wine Love this and travel. Yes. So, like, oh, good. We can. Talk I do love to talk in general. So uh-huh. that's. I. I would think that's fun. I that's do have why to you're be on cautious. the podcast. Yeah, I have to be cautious because sometimes I know I can be a little too much, um, especially when we need to get things done. Um, what else is uh, fun about me? I. Um, I think my experience in Italy, like working mm-hmm. in archaeology, that's incredible. Was a lot of fun, and I wish I could have done that sometimes yeah. but yeah. then I realized like my life would be so different yeah. if I had uh and I'm really happy where I'm at now like That's with amazing. my kids and you know living in Sonoma County right I think it's a- absolutely amazing like I, so. I grew up near Lodi area mm-hmm. I love it yeah. Central Valley but it's just we're just so here. spoiled here we're so spoiled yes I always think that and I remind my kids that like, yeah we are so lucky to live here when my mom visits she calls uh where she lives a food desert so, uh, so yeah so she comes here and is just she's ready like, to eat just, her way yeah through. she's just like you guys just have so many options I mean, we do though we're very very mm-hmm. lucky I always say like when we go travel I'm so excited to eat different places then I go mm, I kind of ready to eat at home again like yeah. I love the food at home yeah <laughs> so yeah there's actually a book and I really am embarrassed that I can't remember the title of it right now um where she's an archaeologist who ends up not going into the field but goes back and it's like a like almost like a sliding door oh. story like if she had chosen that path what her life would look like and when yeah. you just said it I just like popped back in my head so I'm gonna try to figure out the title of that book for you yeah it was a good no, that read. that sounds like a really yeah, cool I've because really I've read. even I've considered it like yeah um yeah. I mean yeah. you told you got a lot of life left you could always go back yeah <laughs> maybe when your kids are a little older. yeah <laughs> The other interesting thing about me is like I'm really not afraid to like try to mm-hmm. pivot or change. Yeah. And like I, I like the challenge. And, I, and sometimes I think life gives you a, a, a big challenge and mm-hmm. you get reminded how much you like keep looking for challenges and you're like, OK, maybe I need to stop. But then I just I, I don't stop. Yeah. So you probably it's like enjoying that, finding the solution and mm-hmm. figuring it out. Yeah. The mental challenge of that. That's Definitely. really cool. Which is what harvest can tend yes. to be. It's Every year is probably yeah. so unpredictable. Something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is yeah. really interesting. I love that. Um, towards the end of each episode, I like to ask if there's anybody you'd like to give a shout out to that's really helped you with your career. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to say uh, Chantal from mm-hmm. Flowers. For sure. Who um, definitely, you know, like 
I, I don't know if you have this experience when you meet someone and, mm-hmm. and like you guys kind of butt heads at first. Right, right. <laughs> and then you end up becoming really close. Aww, yeah. um, I've had that happen quite a bit through yeah. the wine world because I think we are always trying to figure out a puzzle that might not even be there yet, right? right. Like we're always like thinking of what's what could happen mm-hmm. next. And so like throughout, since I've known her since 2012 and out this point and like right. working with her and then, you know, not working with her and now mm-hmm. working with her again, it's been like so cool to like see Amazing. the differences. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah. That's especially over such a long period of time. Yeah. That's but she's cool. still she's been at uh, Flowers ever since. That's amazing. Yeah, she kicks butt there. That's so great. Yeah, that is so great. But, and Sonoma State was really supportive uh, for the wine business yes. program. Yeah. So Ray Johnson, if okay. anyone's ever met Ray Johnson, they know immediately who he is. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever That's met. Amazing. So, That's, yeah. That was my school, but not oh. wine. I was psychology. Oh, well, it's a great school for <laughs> it's psychology, too. It's a great too. school. It's a yeah. great school for... I, I love Sonoma State. Mm-hmm. We, I, once again, we're spoiled to have that right we in our backyard. We are very spoiled. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but... And how amazing to have a college with a wine program. Oh, like, yeah. That's so great. No, yeah. it's great. Yeah, so... Um, finally, where can my listeners find you if yeah. they want to follow you, if they want to shop? Yeah, taste? I would I would recommend following me on Instagram. Great. Uh, Drink Wander is what my handle is right now. And once, you know, I'm, I'm launching the wine club mm-hmm. this next month. So it'll be like a whole new avenue for me to like get wine to people. That is so and exciting. like I secretly didn't want to launch a wine club ever in my <laughs> life just because of like the logistics. It's a new challenge. But it's, you know, <laughs> like it's time. Yeah. I have these really cool vineyards I'm making established relationships Very with cool. and I want to sell more. Like, yeah more wine obviously. yeah of course so, right yeah for I'm sure for business reasons but mm-hmm. also just to get your wine out into oh, yes. other people's hands it's yeah like so exciting it is it's interesting when someone drinks like when I drink mm-hmm. wine with someone I made yeah I, I actually have this weird like oh I made it like you know Do like you get, I like nervous what if they yeah like kind of nervous yeah um, <laughs> also because when you make wine especially in like a larger right. facility you're kind of trained to hate your the wine like you're always nitpicking, nitpicking it. your wine. Oh yeah, you're like, oh, if we would have done this yeah. or this isn't right. Right. Like, we're always looking for like potential problems, like just to like prevent future problems. Right. Instead right. of just being like, yeah, we made a great we made wine. A, exactly. Yeah. Maybe you need to do more of that in 2024. Yes. Like, yes, this wine. This wine ass. is good. We did a great job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's hard to like, like the cider wine for mm-hmm. me is like something I really am yeah. like, wow, I really like that, and it's that hard for so me to cool. be like it's okay to like it Gianna. exactly <laughs> no it is okay to like yeah. it well yeah. i'll let you know after i try it but it smells amazing Good. yeah it's fun <laughs> yeah it's that fun. is so cool well thank you so much yeah. for coming on today it was so good to get to know you and to hear more mm-hmm. about this i just i'm so i again i feel like so many of us just drink wine and we yeah. especially when we do grow up in sonoma county and we don't always know everything that yeah. goes on behind the scenes so it's, it's great it's like everywhere where yeah. we are right now exactly. right snowma exactly. county is pretty much grapes yes <laughs> Everywhere yeah. you go, like literally, I go on a walk and just outside of my neighborhood, right yeah. across the street, is vineyards for days. Yeah. Like it's just amazing. It's great. My yeah. kids, like, I always tell them, like when you're playing on the playground at school, yeah. and all those vineyards are right there, that's not normal for the rest yes. of the world. Like yeah. you go to school in a beautiful place. Yeah, like, I know. know. <laughs> We're very know. lucky. So. My toddler can tell when the grapes have been picked or not, oh, like, cool. just because she's like yeah. so in tune with yes. the vineyards. Now, just we'll be driving, she'd be like. There's no more grapes there. What right? an incredible yeah. lesson, too, yeah. for yeah. to like pass that on and and so that they have that understanding mm-hmm. of farming mm-hmm. and where everything comes from. So yeah. very well, lucky. Thank you for having me. Thank this you. This is so a lot much of fun. It's my first podcast. Yay! So. Oh, I love Yay. that. Well, you did a great job. Well, so 
I, I can talk, right? It's that's, fantastic. That's a gift. Yeah. I'm going to have to um, wine taste with you like while you're pouring because okay. I feel like you would just talk like oh, yeah, in a great way. You would be so chatty. There's a lot of yeah. things. I mean, food and wine are so hand in hand. And for sure, for me, winemaking is cooking. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm always trying to compare it to something that, you yeah. know, you've tasted before. Yes, right? yes for sure. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, thank Gianna. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like and subscribe. Learn more about Sonoma County and all that we have to offer here.